Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, July 20th. It's, uh, man, we had a great day yesterday on Wall Street. The question is, can we follow through today? Hey, things look good up until about 6.30 this morning. Uh, then we'd sell a role reversal. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the volatility in the market. What's it doing to your portfolio? What's your advisor doing for you to make sure that you're moving in the right direction? It's the reason we developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of to make sure that you're constantly having monitoring of your current portfolio and adjusting for your current risk. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. Absolutely no charge. Make sure you're heading in the right direction for your retirement. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Christina Aguilera is there. How do? Glad you're here today. It's 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Time to check in on money and see what's happening on Wall Street. And we have the expert help we need around here because Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the phone with us. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well this morning, halfway through this uh, first week back in the office. So, uh, hey, it's, it's, we're, we're rocking and rolling. And, uh, and the markets did us well yesterday. Yeah, well, we at least survived yesterday anyway. Uh, it ended up being a pretty good day, up 754 points on the Dow, 106 up in the S&P, and uh, holy crud, NASDAQ up 353 points. What on earth prompted that kind of an increase? Anyway, it was, it was one of those days where I get nervous because when we go up that much, there's generally a cliff you're going to fall off later. Yeah, and, and there really wasn't anything other than we started the day that way. And and Monday was, um, you know, Monday we started out well. We just couldn't quite follow through. Um, and I think so maybe as a little bit of a rebound uh, push that uh, things maybe don't look as bad as anticipated. I think there's some indication maybe the, the Fed's not going to raise as much as they anticipate or that this could be. I mean, I read an article this morning that maybe the Fed's going to start slowing down the rate increases a little oh, no. sooner than what most people anticipated. That would be a rumor that would probably be a market mover to the positive side. The only reaction I had was, uh, as you said yesterday morning, conventional wisdom is now getting to the point where the bias is against that full interest point, you know, full 1% interest rate jump at the uh, Fed's uh, Open Market Committee meeting next week. That would be a market mover, but I didn't see any new news that would tend to confirm it yesterday, so it kind of, uh, kind of surprised me when I look at the absolute numbers uh, the speed with which we went up, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop in here down the line. How about you? Yeah, I really was. And, and here's the deal. It really looked well overnight, too. I mean, I, until, I mean the, yeah, the futures were looking good <laughs> until about 630 this morning. Um, so Philip had to do a little research to figure out what in the world happened at 630 this morning. Well, here's the deal. Um, Europe came out and said that um, they have officially proposed that uh, the whole European bloc cut its natural gas consumption by 15% over the next eight months. 
And to make sure that people comply, they're going to put some penalties in there if that doesn't happen. Uh, but they're preparing for if Russia cuts off their national gas supply, that they'll have enough supply to get through the winter. Now, Russia cut the gas supply off back last week, but they said it was just routine maintenance. And that threw a little bit of a scare into Europe. Now, Europe is saying, OK, consumers, get used, for it. get used to a cold winter, set your thermostats back a little bit, don't plan on being that warm. And the market was not overly impressed. There was a pretty substantial knee in the market downward about 6.30, wasn't there? There really was. I mean, that was, um, yeah, and that's the only that's the only blip on the news cycle that, that came out um, kind of justifying that decline. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it shows when we get to the international markets, the European markets are all trading down and some of them rather markedly as well halfway through their trading day. The other thing that came out real early this morning uh, was the uh, weekly uh, mortgage application number. That was about 7 a.m. Last week, the number of applications that were filed for the week ending July 15th, uh, I'm sorry, the week before that, they were down by 1.7%, which wasn't all that much. But for the week ending the 15th last week, we lost another 6.3% on mortgage applications for new mortgages in this country. And that just kind of adds to the impact that we're going to get when we get an existing home sales number in a little bit later on this morning. You and I have always talked about the importance of the housing industry and how fast we're moving real estate around this country being an indication of what the rest of the world is going to do in the economy. And that's decidedly not good news. But that's, that's true, Dave. I mean, we're seeing a big increase or decrease, I should say, in mortgage applications. And a matter of fact, I saw a headline that said it's a 22-year low um, on mortgage applications and it's because we're getting higher interest rates. Um, and that's going to continue to slow down that market. You know, people only have budgeted so much to spend on housing. And, uh, as the, as the interest rates go up, then they, that prices them out of the market. And so that becomes a problem. It does. And uh, the, the saving grace is uh, what it's doing is taking the people that, have, that move frequently out of the marketplace. If you've only got a year or two in your house, you haven't had that much equity growth. If you've been in your home for 15, 20 years and it's time to downsize or upsize, the equity of your home will end up providing a much larger down payment, which will control your, uh, your, your payment even at a larger mortgage interest rate. But it's taking a whole bunch of the frequent movers out of the market. And now we're only getting the people that seriously want to move, which may very well explain why around here locally, we're holding up all right, because, well, we've got a relatively stable community. Yeah, that, that's right. And we do. We've got a lot of people moving into the, into the area, too, from all four directions. So that helps us uh, a little bit more and insulates us a little bit more than other communities. Which is kind of why I'm saying I don't really expect another uh, another real estate price crash like we had in 2009. You know, there's no doubt that it's probably going to level off somewhat as time goes on. But around here locally, I suspect we're probably going to just hit a plateau more than anything. Is that kind of your read on it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's going to plateau. And, and I think there will be some repricing. Um, as mortgages go back to, because again, it's a budget deal, right? If I can only spend um, $800 as a mortgage payment, and, and now that means the price of housing needs to go down by 10%, then uh, I think that's what we're going to see. Now, it's going to take us longer to get there than other, other um, communities, 
But, but I think eventually, as interest rates continue to go up, that we will see that start to, to fall off a little bit more. The question is when. I, I don't question. see that yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, I think it's when and how much. But, uh, you know, the folks that are uh, playing chicken little and saying that it's going to be 09 all over again where our property values went down by 50 percent, I think that's probably a little bit of chicken little and uh, ain't going to happen this time around. Yeah, yeah, I think at least not here. I mean, we may see that in other parts of the United States. Uh, yeah, there's always a chance. There are some markets that have really gotten obscene. I was reading the smallest rental you can buy, you can get for a rental property in San Francisco right now, a little one-bedroom efficiency apartment. It's like 3500 a month. Boy, we complain around here compared to what they got elsewhere. We're still a bargain, aren't we? Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, the uh, GDP tracker from the uh, Fed, uh, the GDP Now tracker they put out, now says that they expect the GDP will contract this net this last quarter at an annualized pace of 1.6% in the second quarter. I think we can safely say there's strong indications that we're already in what I would call the world's weirdest recession because we still got a hot job market, but the economy's still contracting. I, it, it kind of explains why we were talking about none of the standardized rule of th- rules of thumb are holding anymore. That's, that's, those two numbers just don't add up in my mind. No, they don't. And, and so I was talking with some folks yesterday and thinking that, you know what, this, this we are in a recession. Let, let's just face it, we are. But this recession mm-hmm. is so different. Um, and, and maybe if the Fed can handle things right, if they just can get it halfway right, maybe we'll end up in a, in a very light recession. That it won't really feel like a recession until we start to come out of it, until mm-hmm. we get to the very bottom of it. So that's my hope. And that's what it's kind of setting up to look like right now. Obviously, you know, that can change month by month and day by day, depending upon what happens in various segments of the market, especially supply chain issues. Absolutely. But right now, at the very least, the overly hot uh, employment market looks like it's going to accomplish that goal. I think the phrase the Fed likes to use is soft landing, and I'd take that very happily, wouldn't you? I, I would. And, and I think, I mean, I'm looking at it now, Dave, and I think, okay, it is possible to have a soft landing if the Fed can just get it halfway right. <laughs> they don't even have to be 100% right. They just got to get it halfway right. Get it halfway there, yeah. Earnings season continues, and we had one of those things where nothing makes sense, too, because uh, Netflix really stinks right now in terms of their uh, loss of subscribers, but they kind of went to the Walmart school of uh, public relations and told everybody it was going to stink even worse, so it was a pleasant surprise when they reported last night, right? Yeah, it was kind of funny because I saw the, um, the the first headline I saw yesterday, late afternoon, early evening, whenever they did report, said Netflix earnings good, but not great. Um, so Netflix did uh, come in and lose subscribers. They lost, I think, about a million subscribers, but that was a lot less than what was expected, or at least the expectations that they threw out there. Um, they also said, now I find this one interesting, that they expect to add a net 1 million new subscribers this quarter. Um, as So they, they've had better than expected earnings. Their revenue was a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are working on, I've read a couple of articles where they're working on an advertising model. 
to be released sometime, I think the first or second part of next year. Um, I find that kind of interesting for Netflix, but, but they are getting a nice little bump this morning. Uh, they were up 5.6% yesterday at the close and they're up another 4.7% this morning. So um, they're definitely moving in the right direction. They're still way, way, way away from that $700 high in the last year. But it's a new lesson for every CEO everywhere. If it's going to be, if it's going to stink, tell everybody it's going to stink worse, and then you'll they still look good. That's right. Absolutely, it's all public <laughs> relations, right? Exactly. So, what else so have year we got to date, so get season. this, get this day. This one just caught mm-hmm. my eye. The year to date change from January mm-hmm. till now, Netflix is down sixty six and a half percent. Ouch. Yeah. Of course, that was one of the people who bought Bank of America at 50 to 20 years ago. So, you know, that doesn't really sound all that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've got some we got? other things that have reported. So we've got Baker Hughes, another oil services company. Uh, they, they not as not as well as the one we looked at yesterday, but uh, they actually um, had a second quarter earnings of uh, 11 cents a share. Um, that was half of what analysts had expected. Revenue fell below forecast. Um, they Baker Hughes has basically said that they're still having issues um, getting components that they need, and supply chain inflation is just really hitting them hard right now. And uh, they're trading down about five and three quarters percent today. Ouch! Other uh, indications. A, so we got a drug company, Biogen. They uh, they had a, a pretty good quarter. Uh, they beat by over a dollar a share, came in at $5.25, revenue top forecast. Um, they are having some issues, though, facing increasing generic and, um, and some other issues in, in competition uh, with a couple of their drugs that they have that have been good for them. Um, they are trading down this morning about one and a half percent. And then the last one I have for you is pretty important. Uh, Calmaine Foods, the biggest egg producer in the United States, um, beat on both the top and bottom line. They, uh, they've been able to obviously increase uh, the price of eggs. I mean, I've looked at them. They've gotten quite expensive. Um, and so they've also seen an increase, though, in their feed costs, and they expect that to actually continue for this next year. Uh, but they are trading up this morning about two and a quarter percent. And that ain't chopped liver or scrambled nope. eggs for that. That's right. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Setting the table again. Big update yesterday on the three major indexes. Two and a half percent or more, as a matter of fact. Real good. 45 minutes before we open, weird news out of Europe. Some off reports so far. How are the markets looking this morning, 45 minutes early? You know, right now we're looking at a pretty much a red day, um, at least the start of a red day. The Dow is down. Um, about $54, which is not quite two-tenths of a percent. Uh, the same thing with the S&P 500, down almost $7, about two-tenths. The NASDAQ 100 is down $12, which is down about a tenth of a percent. Um, not bad there. The Russell 2000 is down about a third. Uh, even when we flip to the other side of the coin, well, uh, silver just actually flipped to, to green, but it's up. Silver's up about two-tenths of a percent. Gold, down a little over a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil, back down below 100, Dave, uh, down to 99.06 per barrel. That's down about 1.7% right now. Cool. 
That's well, stays under a hundred. I'll I'll be satisfied. My standard of performance is pretty low as well. Overseas markets positive inks generally on the Asian rim markets when they closed at six, and then the use came out of Europe, and all of the indexes in Europe are in the red. Germany by over a percent already off of that natural gas finding. Trying to figure out what's going to go on in your retirement is something that you really don't want to monitor day by day. It takes a plan, and that plan comes best from an expert. How do I find you to help make that plan happen? Dave, you know, that's why we developed our core retirement design, so we can help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. Absolutely. No charge. Make sure that you're heading in the right direction. And then uh, join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back again together tomorrow morning about the same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Thanks, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Halfway through this week uh, has been a mixed bag. We'll see how we can finish up the day. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Catch the replay right there on Facebook. And until then, have a great day. Bye now.